Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. If you've been with us the last few days, you know that we've been going through this traditional Christmas text, Luke 2, 1 through 20, a little bit slower and taking it piece by piece. In yesterday's text, an angel just came and told the shepherds that Jesus had been born in Bethlehem. And today's text follows right on the heels of that. Here's what it says in verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So something that's helpful for me to remind myself is that scripture doesn't give us every single detail of every single thing that happened in God's redemptive plan. In fact, it doesn't even give us every detail of what happened in Jesus' life. In the book of John, he says that if everything that Jesus did had been written, rooms could not contain all the books. So this is just a very brief compilation of things that God saw fit for authors to write down so that we would know what we need to know in order to follow Christ and know God and be disciples and ambassadors for him on this earth during our lives. The reason I mention that is because I have a lot of questions about what this multitude of angels look like. In my mind, I think of this kind of like when you see the northern lights, if you've seen the northern lights, aurora borealis, just kind of this light in the sky. But I also think that there must have been some definition to this light. It must have been specific figures, a bunch of angels. Did they stay up in the sky? Did they come down on the ground? Were they only visible to the shepherds? Did anyone else see them? None of that is in the text. In other words, God doesn't think it's important for us to know those details. But what God does think it's important for us to know, and that's why he had Luke write it down, is what these angels said. And we can glean some important insights if we just slow down and consider what they said. First of all, they said glory to God in the highest. And this statement orients us to the main purpose of Christ's coming. We need to be careful not to make Christ come all about us. And what the angels said right here helps us to not do that. That might be a staggering thought at first. What do you mean that Christ's coming is not all about us? I thought that's exactly what it was about. Well, obviously there's no question there's great benefit for us because if Christ comes and lives a perfect life that we can't live, he dies the sacrificial death that we can't die, thus paying the price for sin, then he rises again defeating sin and death, the power of the devil, and he makes it possible that anybody who puts their faith and trust in him can have his righteousness on their account and the penalty he marked paid, Mark paid on their account, and we can stand by faith in Christ, holy and blameless and confident before God. Of course, there's benefits in this for us. But even more important than the benefits for us is the fact that all of this, first and foremost, brings glory to God. God, above all things, is most concerned with his own glory. And no, this doesn't mean that he is an arrogant, self-absorbed jerk the way that another human who would be most concerned with their glory would be an arrogant, self-absorbed jerk. God is the creator of the universe. He has existed from eternity past and will exist for eternity forward. There's nothing or no one as big or as powerful or as all-knowing as him, not even close, never has been, never will be. And so when you're talking about a being like that, in order for him to truly be God, he must be primarily concerned with his own glory. If that's a new concept to you, by the way, I'm going to link an article in the show notes that discusses this further. Because I remember the first time I was confronted with this idea, wait a minute, that sounds crazy. My point is that the angels are 
orienting us to who is most important in the coming of Christ, and it is God. God is glorified by the culmination of his redemptive plan in the coming of Christ, the second person of the Trinity, the God-man who came here to fix the problem of sin. This has been plan A from the beginning, and it's starting to take shape on earth in the birth of Christ. Glory to God in the highest. To say that this wouldn't have been possible without God orchestrating it from the beginning is a massive understatement. So the credit for the fact that this is happening goes only to God. Glory to God in the highest. And then check the second part out. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. We've talked about this from other texts in the Bible overview before, but I want to touch on it again. I think that when people hear the word peace, they primarily think of an absence of conflict between people. Right now, the Ukrainians and the Russians are in a war, and so our minds go to peace being the opposite of war. If they would stop fighting, lay down their arms, and everyone get along. There might be some conflict or some turmoil between a husband and a wife, or inside a family, or between co-workers, or between political parties. And you could apply our understanding of peace to those situations. Peace would be the absence of conflict between people. But here we're only talking about what I call horizontal peace. Peace between entities here on earth. The peace that Christ came for is primarily vertical. It's peace between man and God. Because until Christ steps in and fixes it, all of humanity is what scripture refers to as enemies of God. He's holy and righteous and perfect. We're sinful and flawed and broken and obstinate and disobedient. And that creates massive conflict, not just between people on this earth, which by comparison is pretty small and insignificant, but this is cosmic, spiritual, eternal conflict with God. And the only way that that was ever going to get fixed is Christ coming, living the perfect life, paying the price for sin, rising again as I've mentioned. When we have peace with God through faith in Christ, when we have vertical peace, it spills over into our horizontal lives. One of the fruits of the Spirit is peace. So in the life of a believer and in the lives of groups of believers, the Spirit is working for more and more peace. But true horizontal peace is only available if we first establish vertical peace with God through faith in Christ. Furthermore, the peace that's being referred to here, which is God-wrought peace, is a peace that passes all understanding. It's not merely the absence of conflict. It is a deep and abiding peace that allows people who have it to have confidence, to be strong in situations where confidence and strength would otherwise be unattainable. Of all the wild and crazy things that God could have had Luke describe from that scene in the sheep pasture, he wants us to know what the angels said. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. I hope that you have faith in Christ and thereby have access to this peace and by the same faith have your eyes open to the notion that God's glory is the chief aim of everything he does and is among us. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.